The Murray State Basketball Podcast is brought to you by the Murray Flower Company. If you're in Callaway County and need flowers, the best place to go is the Murray Flower Company. Whether you're celebrating a new arrival, the life of a loved one, or any point in between, the Murray Flower Company has you covered. Visit them on the square in Murray at 403 Maple Street or online at murrayflowercompany.com. Welcome in to the Murray State Basketball Podcast, the ride home edition after Murray State goes to Nashville and goes down at the Curb Center 80 to 65 in a game that was, we got a little bit of Magic 8 Ball Racers multiple times uh, in this game. Shook that 8 Ball up and, and saw multiple different teams uh, throughout, uh, which we will get into here. In the next couple of minutes, long night in Nashville, and I guess the the short answer uh, to this one is to to or I guess the short point to Murray State fans is remember how much fun it was last year to play Belmont twice and just torch them, and especially that last regular season home game, clinch the the OVC championship and and beat them by thirty on national television. Remember how good that felt <laughs> this, this tonight? Last night, I guess, uh, was the receipt for that from the Belmont side. Didn't win by 30, only ended up being a 15-point game, but it for so much of it, it, it felt like a 30-point beatdown. Obviously, the big news coming in, Kenny White uh, suspended after, I guess, no official... Uh, I guess we we can call it a suspension. Uh, there has been that that label has not been uh, assessed to him publicly from the Murray State program, but uh, not in uniform last night, not on the bench last night after his arrest the other night, and it was kind of like, all right, how are how are things going to change? And so Brian Moore got the start, got his first start, certainly earned that start after how well he has played for really since Christmas. And I thought there was some, I mean, gosh, those first couple possessions of the game, you know, Murray's opening possession, they run a back door, get a layup for, for Rob Perry, which felt like, you know, that was quite the flex in, in Belmont to, uh, to run the back door and and get the easy two. And then Brian Moore comes down next possession and, and knocks down a three. You're like, all right. This is, this is what, uh, this is what you're hoping to see uh, in a, in a hostile road environment. Students rolled out for Belmont. Thought that was a great environment. It was a tough listen on TV, uh, just from a from a television production standpoint. I have sat on press row there. It is, you are up against the student section. There is no, um, you know, there there is no buffer really at all and it was just kind of this constant drowning of noise that 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 the cbs sports network i don't know that they weren't prepared for it but they certainly didn't really adjust for it much on the fly that it was just like the crowd the students were kind of drowning out the announcers at points um which which made it at times for a tough listen now from an environment standpoint i loved it look i love it this is theater this is this is you know it's athletic theater. 
When you play on the road, it's supposed to be hard. You're supposed to go into tough, tough environments. They're supposed to boo you. That's that's part of the fun. Just like when they come to Murray, it's going to be the same way. It's great. Of course they're going to boo Jacoby Wood every time he touches the ball. At least that means they care. You know, like, he's good enough to boo. I, I just... Some of the some of the hand wringing at times about about fan bases, if they're not being profane, you know, which is like, look, we got we got we got youngsters in here that don't need to be hearing this. But I'm like, if you're just booing and cheering and being loud, annoying, awesome. That's all part of it. It's all part of it. And again, they got to come back to your place in a couple of weeks. You can fully return the favor to them. I'm just glad to see people there. I've been so conditioned after 20 years of, of watching OVC games where it was just like you play in front of small crowds all the time. Didn't seem to be a lot of adults there last night, but at least the students showed out and it made for a good it made for a good atmosphere. Now, the bottom line, to fast forward to the end, as we talked about as we talked about uh, last week on that Iowa swing. You can't win on the road, you can't really win, period. Giving up 80 points on the road. And that is now, you know, it's starting to become a little bit of a trend to give up 80 at Belmont, 75 at Northern Iowa, 82 at Drake, 83 at Middle Tennessee. Uh, It's hard to win. It is hard to win giving up that many points. And that was the part that was so jarring was the fact that it got to 80 because with 8.30 left in the first half, Belmont had 11. I mean, they had 11 in the first 11 minutes. And then they just went off from there. Racers led by 10 early. Said those first 10 minutes, it was like, okay, this is how are they going to respond? No Kenny. We've got some lineup changes, different rotations and such. And it was just, it was a aggressive, very engaged defensive effort, which of course you need, as we've talked about with Belmont. And, but as we talked about at Northern Iowa, you can't play 32 good minutes and expect to win in this league. Well, you certainly can't play 10 good minutes and expect to win on the road in this league against a team that is currently tied for first place. It was just, it was 11 great minutes. And then the switch just flipped for whatever reason. And as I've said many times, sports is like art where everybody looks at it Everybody can look at the exact same thing and see completely different things. And I think there are parts of, you know, you're like, oh, we just didn't do well enough offensively. Whereas I can just about bet dollars to donuts with Steve Prohm and his staff. It's like defensively we were awful. And to be able to give up 80 points, you're just, it's a non-starter. It's a non-starter. Belmont ended up 
at one, let's see what the final number here was, 1.31 points per possession, which is just, it's just unbelievable how high that is. I mean, that's, that's not, not a winning formula by any stretch. And again, Murray started really well on defense to where in those first 10 minutes, they'd given it, they were, uh, Belmont was one for five from three, four of 14 from the field with just 28%. And they went four and a half minutes without making a field goal. And that's how, you know, Murray's up 10 and they're playing really well on the road. But to then, so they were four of 14 to start. And from there, they went 25 of 45 and shot 55% the rest of the way and started one of five from three and from there went 11 for 24, you know, almost 50%. I mean, it was just, it was just an onslaught. I thought, and, and ironically, I feel like it was till about the five-minute mark of the game that Belmont burned Murray on a on a backdoor layup. I can't remember one that happened before then. That was the first one I had jotted down. But it was a it was a game where there were just defensive breakdowns in terms of you know, this team is going to, I mean, it's layups or threes with Belmont. That's just, that's the way they play. That's the way a lot of teams play nowadays, you know, in the analytics world. But there were points where their guys would get to the bat. They would beat the, they would win the one-on-one matchup, you know, at the perimeter. And so now the ball handler has penetrated the lane and he is about to the basket. And then Murray not only helps, but there's times that they're then overhelping. And you've got so many dudes collapsing at the basket, and then it's a kick out. I mean, and it is a wide open three. And again, for a team at Belmont who I think said had six guys shooting higher than 40% from three, the Freiburg dude shooting 47%, they shoot 40% as a team. Like, you, you cannot leave those dudes. There's times you just have to eat it and give up the two. Or if they're going to score a two at the rim, make them go over two defenders, not over four, because you have overhelped. But Shepard goes four for nine for three. Freiburg goes four for six from three. They shoot 41%, right? on. And in the second half, when they really got going, it was eight of 15 and shot 53% in the second half. Uh, it was a... It was kind of a Belmont clinic. The thing that I was really, I was almost surprised by was how aggressive Belmont was in transition. Like they ran more than my memory allowed me to remember them running. I mean, they were really just trying to, off the miss, they were trying to run up Murray's back and go finish fast. And as they look, they finished with six fast break points, which didn't, um, doesn't necessarily uh, equate to you know them running and then into easy baskets but it just it really felt like it stressed Murray's defense considerably and then one thing leads to another and you've you've given up 80 points on you know 
1.3 points per possession, and that's just that is a that is a hill too deep to climb out of. It was a now from the from the Department of Complaints. You know, Murray doesn't go to the free throw line until. I mean, Justin Morgan's the first to go to the free throw line. I think there was uh, 13. Where's the minute? 13 minutes left in the second half before they got to the foul line, which is all fine and well. Uh, outside of the fact that this was an absolute football game at points in the first half. Like, I mean, if if this was an Ohio Valley Conference game and the play that we saw last night was played a year ago, I mean, they might have just taken dudes off the floors and cuffs. I mean, it was it was a physical, physical, physical game. And they just the refs were just not blowing the whistle. And I don't know how Murray necessarily responded to that. I don't know how well they responded to that. But it was it was like holy cow, this is a new world right now where they're just letting them go. I mean, when the, when the announcers are all but like, what are we doing? Uh, you know, it's it has gone too far. And then in the next flip, you know, it was who was it? Oh yeah, Shepard gets a Ben Shepard gets an and one on, on a wing drive where Rob Perry basically brushes his arm, and they're like, "Yep, that's a foul." You know, it's like and so look, that was that was not had nothing to do with the outcome of this basketball game but it was it showed that you got to put your big boy pants on at times to to play in this league and that's especially on the road this is we're gonna continue to see this defensively this was a failure and that is why the game was lost now offensively according to the stat broadcast which there there is some level of uh, there is some level of subjectivity into this, but they have Murray State listed as eight for twenty-eight on layups, missing twenty layups, which at the very least I think you can just calculate as shots within three feet. Yeah, that happened. Just in impossibly large number of shots missed around the rim. And DJ missed a dunk. I mean, it's just, you see, time and time again of, and it was everybody. It was everybody. I mean, you don't miss 20 layups and you point the finger at one dude. Everybody. Again, it's the simple, just make half of them. Just miss 10. And you got 20 more points. I mean, offensively, Murray ended up at 1.03 points per possession, which, you know, again, average, that's fine. That's fine. 20 layups. And that's the part of finishing through contact. And that is, there was a lot of contact. And it was also, you know, a situation of just not, just couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. I think we've seen one of the, one of the glaring 
holes on this roster is Murray does not have a they don't have a big that you can just point to that you're like that guy's going to be able to score down low we need a basket let's throw it to him and he can go score and I think it just it it just spotlights the how good KJ Williams was, and I mean, and you can go back through the years, you know, the, the KJ Williams, Terrell Millers, and you know Breon Sanctious on some level, and Jarvis Williams, and Jonathan Farrell, and and Ivan Aska, and Tony Easley. I mean, guys that are those four fives that are just. Dudes that can score down low. And it's just it's just the part of like this is what we all this is what we could get. You know, this was the part of the year of of the scramble, the roster scramble for Steve. Of just like <laughs> it's April 1st and we've got nothing and we've got to get everything we can. <clears throat> Because Jamari Smith, he's he's in that four or five slot. That's not like he's a he is he's playing out of position, out of necessity. You know, he's a stretch four. He could be a three. You know, DJ Burns is not, he's just not a guy that you throw it down there and you're like, all right, go make something happen consistently. You know, Sam Murray has the, again the, they're un, in the bottom line. They're just undersized. I mean, there's, I mean, I know they're listed as six seven or six eight, which is is not. I mean, I'm sitting here looking at the. Uh, let's see, Jamari is listed at six eight. DJ Burns listed at six seven. I mean, I'm looking at the team picture <laughs> from this year, and I'm like, Kenny White is legitimately two inches taller than both of them. I mean, that's just that's it. I mean, Sam Murray is is the guy with the size down there that has played. But as we've talked about, I mean, he's just, he is raw. And he is that work in progress, especially offensively. And he he is the one, uh, you know, one of the main culprits right now of just, and it, it's, it's just freshman, he's going to fill out. He's going to get more skilled and, and stronger down low. Uh, and I think it's some a little bit of that freshman rush where, he 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 tries to get shots up a little bit too fast. Where if maybe just gather for another second, and and try to work on on finishing, but it's like he doesn't finish around the rim, and so that's the they don't have that. And so again, I mean, I think there's a little bit of old school to it when it's like stuff's not going well. Throw it into the big guy and let's get to the free throw line. And for a variety of reasons, I mean, to go 27 minutes last night without a free throw attempt. Uh, it's 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 hard to be successful. Now, speaking of, of s- speed, you know I think Sam Murray again. I think he's he's still got that, especially when he gets the ball in his hand. I mean his motor is fast on the floor, which is awesome. He gets the floor, that motor seems to like go into overdrive for a little bit, where it's like he's got to be able to slow himself down a little bit. I think we've seen that with Justin Morgan. Now that he's gotten a little bit more consistent run over the last couple of weeks, you're starting to see him. I feel like you're starting to see him slow down and you're starting to see a little more success at more, you know, saw him 
make some great passes last night. I think he's got sort of underrated vision there and and his ability as a passer. Um, that I, I thought that was I thought that was very much a positive. Jacoby Wood, obviously a tough environment for him last night. Um, to go in there and you know they're going to boo him every time he touches the floor. I mean, it, it touches the ball. You know, it was almost it was almost comical. Because you're like, all right, I didn't know we were that attached to this kid, but you know, you know, but it's like, hey, it's rivalry stuff. It's good. It's fine. He played 38 minutes. You know, 12 points, seven rebounds, four assists. Had a steal. Was five of eight from the field. Two of three from three. You know, his first three he hit right in front of the Belmont bench and kind of turned over his shoulder. And I'm sure somebody was saying something, and he he woofed back a little bit. It was like, okay, you know, he he did not get. He did not get overwhelmed in the moment. But, you know, Rob Perry, he had 14, kind of a quiet 14. Jamari had 11. Uh, but I feel like a lot of that, as I look, I feel like a lot of that came. Yeah, he had 10 in the first half and ends up with 11. 0 for 6 from the floor in the second half. It just, it did not, it did not go well uh, offensively in the second half. But again, that was not, that was not the issue. On this, the missed layups are just that was atrocious. Um, but you're not winning scoring 80, and you know, again, you're up 10, everything you feel good about it, and then and then it just gets away, and then it just becomes one of those nights where you're just like, you know, not tonight, boys, it's not tonight. And now the racers have to turn their attention, come home, and it's now Indiana State coming in. Again, game two of this eight-game uh, gauntlet. Uh, five o'clock tip, another national TV game, ESPNU. And the Sycamores, as we now, let's see. So last night, just to quickly go over uh, the scores from last night, Murray loses at Belmont. Valparaiso at home against UIC. They win, so they get their second straight conference win and SIU had a 20 point early lead over Evansville got I don't even want to say got close it, it looks much closer than it was but they beat Evansville 78 70 so tonight you have Indiana State at home with Bradley Northern Iowa at home to Illinois State and Drake at home uh, to Missouri State so the racers get one more day of preparation to get ready for Indiana State as they have to play uh, tonight. But right now it's SIU and Belmont at 7-2, and two, Indiana State at 6-2, and two, Bradley, Missouri State, Drake, Northern Iowa 5-3, and three, and then Murray right now, the only 5-4 and four team. Uh, so currently two games back in eighth place. But racers 6-1 and one at home, 2-7 and seven on the road. That is, that is, <laughs> that, there's quite a line in the sand there. So hoping for a good crowd, hoping for a great crowd on Saturday. The students are back, national TV, that usually uh, translates out to a, to a really good atmosphere, and the racers are going to need all of it. But I'll tell you what, they're going to have to do a lot better. You know, when, when you talk about, a th- you know, 32 good minutes isn't going to cut it, 10 good minutes isn't going to cut it either. And that's really all we saw uh, last night against Belmont, and that will have to, uh, that will have to change hurry, in a hurry, if they are going to, Uh, compete on Saturday there against Indiana State. That is all for 
this edition of the uh, Ride Home Podcast. We will be back, I believe, let's see, today it's now, the days run together. It is Wednesday. We'll be back on Friday and get you ready for uh, the Racers and the Sycamores as, again, we get ready for that big national TV game on Saturday afternoon. Thanks, as always, for listening. Find us, Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe, comment, share. We'd appreciate it. Have a wonderful day. We will talk to you on Friday.